Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. I think it's very important because it's the shortest game to, to win a major prize. So in, in that perspective, we do everything to win this cup. We've done uh, the only trophy that was at offer so far this year, and now we're looking at hopefully progressing in the Scottish Cup. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! The long weekend that is the fourth round of the Scottish Cup got underway last night with League One leaders Cove Rangers holding out for 112 minutes at Easter Road before losing to Hibs. Rangers play Sterling Albion for, from League Two tonight. That's at Ibrox. And in just over 24 hours' time, it's League One Alloa against Celtic. And the Alloa gaffer is live and exclusive on the Go Radio Football Show. Barry, how are your pre-match nerves? Yeah, listen, Robert, looking forward to it with a, a good training session last night. Um, we've obviously got a, a game plan to go in against Celtic, which, listen, it's going to be a real difficult uh, encounter for us. But hopefully if the game plan um, works and the boys bring their, their A game to the um, the fixture tomorrow, then you never know. It's the, the Scottish Cup. You just need to look at last night's game. Cove Rangers from the same league as us, uh, high-flying and rightly so at the top of the league, went to Easter Road um, and done really well last night and took Hibs all the way into extra time. So, no, I'm looking forward to it, but look, the nerves will start obviously tomorrow morning when I wake up and I'm sure the players' nerves will be the same. 5.30 kickoff for that one uh, tomorrow. Spoke a lot on Wednesday night, uh, the three of us, about some dodgy decisions in the Aberdeen Rangers game. Uh, there have been plenty notices of complaints served on Rangers by the Scottish FA. Now it's happening the other way around. Rangers have highlighted eight points of concern, they say, about the refereeing of Kevin Clancy and his officials during that 90 minutes in the North East. Mark Guidi, is this the way ahead? Notices of complaint against the Scottish FA. Oh, I think if, if a club has a grievance, then you know I don't think there's anything wrong with, with highlighting it and, and taking your concerns to the authorities. You know, we should welcome dialogue. We are a democracy. You know, it, it shouldn't... Uh, it shouldn't be a dictatorship. So as long as there's meaningful, di- meaningful dialogue, as long as it doesn't become personal between Rangers um, and, uh, and the hierarchy. So look, I don't have a problem for that. But where I do feel sorry for is Kevin Clancy and the match officials. Now, he made mistakes. He's been called out for it and I'm sure he's watched reruns and he'll realise that he got two or three big ones wrong um, on Tuesday night. But he is a human being and mistakes happen and what we said a lot on Wednesday night and what everybody's now been saying we need VAR Rob mm-hmm. we need VAR to stop this we need VAR to protect our referees and we need VAR to get to the right decisions now VAR isn't there 
to embarrass our referees. VAR is there to help them get the right decisions. Now, a lot of the times VAR is still down to opinion. It's not factual. But God help any referee or official that on the last day of this season, if this title goes down to the wire, there's a mistake made and it settles which way the title's going. Now, under any circumstances, all hell would break loose. But this is a bit special this year. There's 35 million quid riding on the title and our officials, there's a prospect of them being hung out to dry and that's a horrible prospect between now and the end of the season. That's a fair point, isn't it, Barry? The stakes are so high, the pressure is even more intense than it's ever been on that, on Scotland's officials. Um, and VAR, from what we hear, is still a year away. Yeah, that, that that's the worrying thing, Rob. We, we've been banging on about this in this show uh, at the start of the season. I was hoping that at some stage, um, round about Christmas time or the, the turn of the year, that um, they would maybe think of bringing it in and they would give us a definite answer that they were going to bring it in, but it's going to t- it takes six months, I think. Mark said that on Wednesday night. Yeah. It takes six months. To get everybody trained up yeah, and all the and, technical side of it. Yeah, and yeah. now they're talking the summer, so you're looking at the turn of next year before they, they bring VAR in, which is worrying. And Look, I wasn't a fan of it when it first came in, if I'm being honest with you, down in England when it was taking three, four, five minutes at times to make decisions. But I think with some of the refereeing decisions up here, um, that have been so poor our refs need the help now and we need to bring it in as quickly as possible Do you think other clubs Mark might follow the lead of Rangers here sensing the opportunity to ask questions to uh, throw doubt on the quality of, of Scotland's referees and, and just just file file a complaint as Rangers have done because they're they're not happy with the officiating like I say there should be an avenue open for, for dialogue and, and, and as long as it's constructive Rob I don't have any club I don't have a problem with any club um, doing it just like you know th- there can be notices of complaint put against clubs mm-hmm. you know with retrospective decisions you know after a game if something's caught um, in camera the Rangers are just there's been a number of clubs you speak to any club this season whether it's the, at League One Barry is in the championship. I've been at games in the Premiership this season, and there's been some horrendous refereeing call. It really has. I mean, it's hard to defend them um, a lot of times, and mm. I don't like having a go at referees because I think they're an easy target. But some of the decisions this season have been very, very poor against every club from top um, to bottom. So if other clubs want to go about that and 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 you know register a complaint, fine. I don't honestly know where it's going to get you. Um, I think the Celtic chairman Ian Bankier made reference to referees at, at, at the That's AGM. right, he, he mentioned Nick Walsh, he, didn't he, before he did. the so, League Cup so semi-final, was know, it? There's, there's things there. Rangers have, have had it with, with the SFA before, I think, was it was it a game? Willie Collins, a referee, at Man v Rangers, mm-hmm. maybe a couple of seasons ago, uh, when Rangers highlighted it. So, it's certainly, this is not new. This has been going on, but I think, again, it's an indication, and I totally get it. The stakes are so high, Rob. Mm-hmm. The stakes are so high, and like I say, if there's going to be a fall guy this season it could very well be one of our referees and that would be a horrible thing to happen because for the sake of a million quid help is there Mm. one million I know it's a lot of money but in the grand scheme of things it's not really and for the sake of a million pounds we're leaving our game wide open surely we can come up with a solution I understand some clubs are financially struggling at this moment in time we were speaking off air me and Mark could the old firm not come in and say right do you know what we'll go and get it and then in time they can pay them back mm-hmm. or can yeah. they get some sort of sponsorship in to try and bring it in because we, we clearly need it because there's some big decisions 
getting made in games that are, are totally wrong. And as Mark just pointed out there, this is worth 35 to 40 million pounds, this league title. And if something happens in a game with a referee making a, a real bad decision and it goes against whoever's going for the title, then he's going to come in for some amount of abuse, which is not right, because they're on, only human. They do make mistakes, um, but they need to help, Rob. And I think it's not just us. Everybody's been banging on about it. We need to get it in as quickly as possible. From what we hear, the, there are eight points of concern intimated mm. in this complaint from Rangers to the to the Scottish FA. Can you see eight points of concern from that game Tuesday night? When I read it, I, I can think of four. I can think of the... My nephew's penalty, Lewis, with the ball moving. Yeah. The two yellow cards for, um, Ryan, for Kent. Ryan Kent. Mm -hmm. And maybe the Johnny Hayes elbow. But listen, it's not the worst I've seen, if I'm being honest with you. The other four, I can't really think what of. Scott, Scott Brown's interaction with the referee hold that mm. feature? Mm. Very probably. Well, but I mean, they would the have four. to, to get the to eight, they would have, they'd have to include that. But that's the four that jump out at me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and apparently... Uh, Rangers have also asked the, the SFA for details on how refereeing performance is assessed on an ongoing basis. So that, that there's a clear question mark in there about the way it does work, as we know, where there's a supervisor in the stand giving the referee so. marks and, and, and how they're dealt with when they do get things yeah. wrong. You know, you know, are they are they demoted for a, for a game? How, how is that that punishment, if it is deemed to be a punishment, how's that arrived at? Yeah, I mean, again, I think that's a fair question. We, we, we should have transparency in our game, Rob, and I don't think, you know, wanting that kind of information, I don't think that would be exclusive to Rangers. I think every club up and down the country, every manager, every supporter, everybody in the media would look for something like that. You know, I think in, in that circumstance, again, and I'm kind of on the side of, like, trying to protect uh, referees, is I think as long as it, that that kind of information is kept private. I, mean, I think the club's are entitled to be briefed on it. Mm -hmm. The inner workings of how it works with Crawford Allen and the SFA. They should know anyway, shouldn't yeah. they? So, maybe just, you know, getting clubs in, having a bit of dialogue. As I said as well, on the programme on Wednesday night, referees are, 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 are human, Robin. What I think is to the detriment of the referees. And I've mentioned this many times to, to, to the SFA and their piano and things like that. They've got to put them out in the in the media more and, and show yeah. that they're just normal guys. They're human they're normal guys that like football. They like their football. They like a pint. They like going to the movie. They like what they you know that they are. We know them. We know mm. most of the referees. Mm. They're all decent fellas. Yeah. More than decent. They're good company. But they don't get allowed to. What, what you see is some of them. You know, on the pitch looking as old. They're like school teachers talking to pupils, and it doesn't yeah. paint a proper picture. Um, or at the end of the day showing a human side to them isn't going to stop them from making mistakes or making managers angry or making the wrong calls but I think it would just help give a greater understanding and there's also as well the pressure that referees are under week to week and when they go home and they know they've made a mistake and they don't as bad as a manager feels he's, he's picked the wrong team or one of his players lets him down it'll pray in his mind for days referees don't go home and say I've made a mistake I don't care they can't switch off yeah. there's a mental health element as well to refereeing performances and the abuse that they get in social media so, like I say, it, it sounds very simple and I know we're banging on about it, but we need to help them. And VAR, it's not an absolute solution, but my God, it's a big, big help to them and to Scottish football in general. Yeah, and I think in the course of the communication between Rangers and the Scottish FA, I mean, those three letters, VAR, have been very prominent in terms of trying to find a solution, trying to help the, the referees deliver better performances. Um, so it's a priority 
as far as Rangers are concerned in the course of this complaint and, and as you said Barry if it's a big enough priority for Celtic and Rangers they are the clubs who hold the, the big spending power in Scottish football they could drive it on to, to actually start the process now so that so that we can be thinking in terms of a few months down the line yeah, where, where it could be introduced I would like to think they are I, I would like to think these clubs are want to come up with a solution to try and bring this in as quickly as possible because mm-hmm. um, we understand I think Mark said it was costing £70,000-£80,000 per club now you've got to understand the Covid situation and the pressures that some of the smaller clubs are under and that may be one solution that they're the richer clubs can they go and, and fit the bill just now but get paid back over time, over a, a period of 12 months or 18 months or whatever. So sh- hopefully they're, they're sitting around the table and trying to come up with a quick solution because we need it in and we need it in quickly. And for the referees as well, um, as I said, because there is some decisions, the game, the games that I've watched this season, there has been some baffling decisions. Um, but again, they're only human. They're going to make mistakes. Bringing VAR in, I'm not saying it's going to make it 100% better, but... It'll make it a hell of a lot better for the referees um, and it'll help them. Uh, Rob, I'm, d- I'm just, am I getting my numbers right? It is about a million pounds, isn't it? Yeah, I think Aye, so. Roughly, yeah. it's about a million. Yeah. You think about well, between the the SFA and the SPFL, and I don't know if would the SFA get involved in it, but they probably would because it's part of the referee instruction, yeah. which is SFA. Then mm-hmm. Surely, surely, I know things have been tight, think, mm-hmm. but surely between the S- SFA, the SPFL, and top 10, 12, 14 clubs in the country, whoever's coming up and down the club, mm-hmm. Get it sponsored. Get it sponsored. You know, would that not be a, a great target for a sponsorship? The, yeah. you know, the, the company that helps Scottish but we football. We don't think out the box up here. VAR. We don't think about things like that. No. We need to start thinking about things. Get a sponsorship in for VAR. I'm sure a company would be absolutely delighted. A big company would come in yeah. and, and sponsor it. Maybe no pay for the million pound or whatever it's going to cost, but they'll put money towards Subsidize it. Subsidise it, yeah. and it'll help. Other clubs yeah. be able to put a few pound into it. It's Rob, about, you could do it. You you do it, Rob. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, 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 te- I'm, te- I'm tempted. <laughs> I, I'm tempted. I have to say, but but uh, I'm going into confidential negotiations now, so I can't say any more about it. Uh, but but you're I mean, saying that NDA. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, I don't want to put you in the spot. Yeah. But I mean, cred- the credibility of Scottish football is at stake here, isn't it? And, and as Mark says, this it could it could go horribly wrong towards the tail end of the season. The fact that Scottish football doesn't have it, if we're down to uh, a crunch match that's going to decide the title um, and, and the referees hang out to dry. This is the richest title in Scottish football history and it could come down to a mistake by a ref. I hope it ain't going to happen like that but it could happen like that and then you just think of what's happened in the past to referees, what they've suffered. Um, look, I, I think they're, they're fine with constructive criticism. What we were like on Wednesday night, we were constructive in our uh, criticism Kevin Clancy um, but some of it some of the stuff that I've read and heard about referees the mm. personal stuff yeah. that's not right Rob it's disgusting so it absolutely disgusting but, but what we're talking about is not personal no, what we're, what no, we're talking no, about is professional yep. I'll try uh, to help them yeah. <laughs> I want to bring yeah. it I think because we know we want to make our game better as well Aye, yeah. we want to help the referees yep Anyway, who's the referee tomorrow night at the end of the drill? Oh, don't <laughs> <laughs> Who have you got? I've not even checked. All right, okay. Um, and you you don't have VAR tomorrow night, no? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I wish we did. <laughs> and you'll be delighted to know that the Celtic manager Ange Postecoglou is not 
taking Alawa lightly. You know, I've been involved in cup competitions uh, in different countries and, you know, I've had my travels into different levels of football and, and I know what challenges. In fact, the last cup game I had in Japan, uh, we got knocked out by a university team. So, uh, you know, well, not a university team, but a, a team outside the football league. So, um, you know, on penalties. So I'm, I'm well aware of the potential pitfalls of uh, not taking every game uh, seriously. So, um, he lost out at University Challenge, uh, Ange Postacoglu, by the sounds of it. Certainly a non-league team, he, he, so he, you know, he, he, and he's, he's no fool. Uh, they will give you and your team, Barry, the greatest of respect tomorrow night. Are you able to help your players by giving them an insight into how this was for you as a Rangers player? When, when you faced a non-league team or, or a lower league team, how, how you had to get the mindset right and, yeah. and, and how teams, how the big team can go wrong. Yep, I, I spoke to some of the players, not as a whole squad. Um, I spoke to some of the players where I'm asking them to do certain things tomorrow and I was explaining my past experiences coming up against lower league teams. Like I, the past I'd went to, I'd brought teams like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, you turn up, and you're no 100% on it, you're going to have an almighty big fall. Um, so, I, I've no doubt in my mind that Celtic will come fully prepared. I, I don't think they're going to take as lightly. I've said that to the players. I think the way that Postacoglu comes across, he's really professional, his staff behind him, and the way that his team he, his team plays the, the game, I've no doubt that they might make a few changes, but you look at the Celtic squad, it is a strong squad. If they make three or four changes, they're changing it with good quality as well. Um, so, no, we, we, we expect a, a tough night, and I just listened to him there. He's had it in the past, he's learned his lesson, obviously, so he's going to come and um, make sure that they try and get through. Our job is to try and make it as difficult a night as possible for them and try and really frustrate them and if we do that then maybe we have a a chance of getting through I was going to ask you Barry what as a manager to manager when you meet Ange Postacoglu I don't know if you've met him before or if tomorrow night will be the first time but what kind of respect you have for him for coming to a new country looking at what he inherited and what he's managed to build in the space of six or seven months what kind of respect you have for him as a fellow manager yeah, total respect take away the Rangers thing um, as a manager coming to a, a different country, what he's had to do over a short period of time, he's done a brilliant job to make um, 12 signings before obviously the three came in at the start of January. That's 15 new signings he's brought in. And sometimes that takes time. So to gel them all in a, a quick period of time, he's done a fantastic job for me. And he's brought a different brand of football. I mean, it's good to watch at times. Maybe they're, they're a bit open at the back, the way they want to attack but it's good to watch and it's good to come up against managers like this um, never met him before but I'm sure I'll, I'll uh, shake his hand and I was going to say I'll wish him all the best before the game but I'll not <laughs> wish him all the best before the game but it's um, listen I've got total respect to people who go to different countries to work because um, you've seen it plenty of times before managers have came and struggled he's came and he's hit the ground running pretty quickly it's the fourth round of the Scottish Cup. It's always an exciting date in the football calendar when the big guns enter the fray in the competition. Uh, Hib struggled, needed extra time last night to beat Cove Rangers from uh, the same league uh, as Barry's Alloa. That's League One, of course. Rangers against Sterling Albion uh, from League Two. Uh, tonight at Ibrox and then it all finishes uh, tomorrow 14 ties tomorrow all finishes with that game at half five 
Alloa against Celtic. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi on Friday's Go Radio Football show. Uh, good to have you back in the studio. Barry, you were out uh, uh, meeting your public or some of them during the commercial <laughs> break there. And it was, uh, you were saying it was a Martin Boyle. Look, it wasn't Martin Boyle, was it? No, he's out of the country. It couldn't, it couldn't yeah, no, have I'd, been I'd, him. I had a, a second glance at him. He did look pretty similar to Martin Boyle. Um, but no, listen, it's good to meet <laughs> fans um, who... I appreciate what you 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 done in the game, so it was. Uh, I like taking the time out to sign a couple of things for the guy. So no, it was good to meet him. You could have asked him for a few quid if it was if it was Martin Boyle, no, because uh, he's today. There were some fascinating uh, video pictures doing the rounds this morning of Martin Boyle pushing a trolley through Edinburgh Airport. Uh, <laughs> it was okay for two or three seconds. After about twenty five, it got a little bit dull. Uh, he wasn't saying too much, uh, but he's off. Uh, the deal is done. Three million pounds, I think it is, Mark. Um, with uh, Boyle on his way to Al Fazali uh, in Saudi Arabia. Um, he was seven years at Easter Road. He'd scored 14 goals already this season. Um, and he's off for what is a, a life-changing move. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, good luck to him. Um, going out to Saudi Arabia, a, a brave move, um, you know, totally out of his comfort zone. Uh, first of all, you know, life-changing money, which is great. You always like to see footballers, you know, doing his best that they can. Hibs done really well out it. I don't think Martin Boyle cost them a penny, so they've they've had good service out of him. Turned him into an international player, mm-hmm. and now they've made two and a half to three million pounds on him. So happy days for everyone. Um, you know, it's one of the ones I wouldn't expect Martin to see out the three years. I think you, you go over for a couple, mm-hmm. you learn a, a new culture, you enjoy a different style of football, you earn a few quid, then you come back and and you know be with your family um, again. But I hope that for for Scottish football and because I don't think we have enough players that go abroad, enough players that go and try something different, mm-hmm. eh, Rob, that it works out for him, that he's a success over there and, and it might open the door to more moves in that part of the world for some of our other players. Yeah, uh, just seeing some quotes from him here. Hopefully in the future I can return one day um, and uh, repay them once again, talking to the, the Hibs website. It's a new adventure for me, certainly looking forward to it, but I'm hoping that if I do come back, I've still got a lot to give. Uh, he's 28 at the moment. If I'm welcome back with open arms, there's no club in Scotland I'd rather be at. So, sounds like a, a move he had to take. Um, seemed as if... Um, Sean Maloney was a bit cheesed off with something. Uh, Jack, Jack Ross, who was on the show here, of course, last night, uh, he was also in the newspapers yesterday morning. I think he was basically saying, basically saying Martin Boyle's doing the right thing. Go and sort your life out. Take take the chance to to make lots of money. Um, I, I don't know whether it was that that upset Hibbs, but but Sean Maloney speaking last night about disrespect yeah. shown to the club and to him. Yeah, to him and his staff and to, and to the football club. Uh, Jack interview. Uh, Jack Ross gave an exclusive interview. To the Sun newspaper yesterday, it was exclusively on here um, last day. I was actually quite surprised when I when I read Sean Maloney's um, comments. I, I didn't expect to to see something like that, and I suppose you can see Sean's point of view, but I think you can see Jack Ross's point of view as well. Although the same was he'd work closely with Martin Boyle, knows the kind of quality is, and like we are saying, if there's life changing money on the table for, for for Martin and his family, and it's not as if he's leaving. Hibs on a free mm. they're getting you know out with the money that they got for Kevin Thompson and Scott Brown what 15 years ago Stephen Whitaker and, and, and Stephen Fletcher when they had that group of players unless I'm mistaken Rob that, that's the biggest transfer fee that they've had in over a decade yeah. so it, it, it's good 
um, for them and the thing for Sean Maloney as well it's been resolved pretty quickly it's been in the back burner now for maybe 10, 12 days but that's it done it's not dragged on for weeks and weeks so I was surprised at Sean Maloney and I just wonder what, what Jack Ross makes of, of Sean Maloney's mm. um, comments as well I could bounce back and forth for a few times yet, couldn't it? Just to make a lot more, mile, more mileage in the in the newspapers and the websites. And on this show, of course, it is Scottish Cup weekend. Um, we've been talking a lot already with Barry here about that game. Uh, Alloa against Celtic. Uh, tomorrow, half past five, kick-off. Let's talk to Liam, who's a, a Celtic fan. Hi, Liam. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. Um, what have you got to say to the Alloa manager about uh, tomorrow's cup tie? I mean, first of all, I think it's it's going to be a, a good, interesting game. I don't think we should be taking um, taking them for granted. Our clearly a good side, and it's, it's always going to go, go going to be tough going to a game like that. Uh, it will probably give us a chance to some of these fans to get some minutes in, but it will be a tough game in the day. What? How many changes do you think? How how big uh, how big a reshuffle do you expect in the team for tomorrow, Liam? I can't see too many changes being made, um, especially with the new boys uh, just underway. I think you'll still see the likes of Hitati play, Maeda, um, but I think you might, a couple of boys might come in. I think you'll see Bain come in goals, maybe Young Moffat come out on the right side, and, and maybe Welsh at the back, but it's still a pretty strong team all in. What are you thinking, Barry, yeah, about, I, about the Celtic team? I think he may make three or four changes, but as I said, Rob, the three or four changes if you bring Ralston in he started to see he played mm. vast majority of the games been excellent Mikey Johnson I think might come in the left hand side instead of James Forrest I don't think they'll risk maybe because he's hamstring problems on the AstroTurf um, but these these players that I'm saying that are going to be replacing the players that they're still quality players so I, I'd mentioned that to my players last night they may make changes they may not he might come with the strongest eleven that he thinks, but whatever eleven Celtic put out, they're going to be a, it's going to be a tough ask, because um, as I said, they've got a squad full of quality players. Um, look, ideally, if I'm being honest with you, I would love him to bring his strongest eleven. Albeit Kyogo's injured just now, but that's what you want to do. That's what my boys want to come up against, the ones that are the regulars. Mm. Um, but listen, if he decides to make some changes, still they're they're, they're going to be a, a, it's going to be a hard ask for us. How mindful, Mark, do you think Antipostokoglu will be about next Wednesday's yeah. Premiership game at Tynecastle? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know, you'd imagine that he would, have, he would have a strong half dozen in his starting lineup, and then you know, I've seen gambles taking you know Anthony Ralston, Mikey Johnson, mm. you know Jack Amakis, James McCarthy, you know Stephen Wells. They're, they're no gambles; they're all players that know their way. Yeah, about the business, even maybe Scott Bain coming in for um, for um, uh, Joe Hart. I think yeah. Scott Bain used to play at Allo, didn't he, under Paul Hartley years ago? Um, so things like that might happen. And then on the other hand, you probably think, I think the Scottish Cup just sees substitutes. Mm-hmm. And if it goes to extra time, they like to use another one. So it's not, we've not got the five for that. So you might you know, be, be mindful of that as well if, if things aren't going to plan. But you'd imagine, with the greatest of respect to Aloha, that you know, if you look at Celtic's 20 man squad or whatever, that the Celtic manager would feel that he should be able to pick can I, any 11 from that and go and get the job done. Now, I'm not saying that that means that Celtic are going to go and win 3 or 4 now. Look at the Hibs-Cove game um, last night. But I think he would feel that um, they should be able to go and win the game 
um, you know, without it turning into a sort of sweat getting into the last sort of ten minutes. Are you happy, Liam, with the strength of the Celtic squad now? Definitely. I mean, we saw yesterday um, O'Reilly coming in. I don't think anyone was expecting that one at all. Um, so yeah, I, I do trust whoever brings Andy brings in uh, will do well. He's he's not been too wrong so far. Uh, but a, a good bunch of players in the transfer window. Um, anybody that comes in is just an added bonus. I do think we're strong enough now to go and challenge for the title. Let's hear Ange talking today at the media conference about the new signing, Matt O'Reilly. Yeah, uh, yeah very pleased to, to, to get him in. Um, he's a player who's, uh, yeah, we've scouted for quite a while in, in terms of the football club. I, was, I became aware of him, obviously, when I joined the club in, uh, in the summer and he was one of the ones that, kind of looking at you know didn't quite work out then and then uh, um, you know followed his progress through the first uh, half of this season in, in uh, with MK Dons and he's had a really good season strong season and uh, I, I just see some really good football attributes in him that I think will fit in well with what we're doing here and he's also an outstanding young man who, who really wants to get the most out of his career and again that that'll fit really well culturally here so uh, it was one we could do quickly which is also uh, really important to me because uh, you know, means he can come in and, and sort of slot in straight away. And uh, so pleased to get him in. I think we've all been probably hitting the Google button in the last couple of days uh, to try to find out a little bit more about Matt O'Reilly. I mean, Johnny Kenny, who they signed in this window uh, as well, Liam, I mean, he's 18 and you would imagine he's a, a development project, you, you would think. But O'Reilly's been playing regularly for, for MK Dawn, starting for them. He's 21, Celtic have paid a million and a half. You would imagine uh, he's going to be immediately on that first team scene? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping we get to see a bit, a bit of O'Reilly in the next six months. I mean, you, you look at the players that we've brought in that midfield position, obviously uh, Eddie Gucci and Hidati have just came in. Um, then you've also got like Sorrow and that who aren't really looking like they're going to get another shot that they're maybe offloading. So hopefully O'Reilly comes into that spot and maybe gets that shot. What do you think, Mark? Uh, they're well stocked uh, now, aren't they, Celtic? Yeah, I mean, you look at it. There's a real strong uh, squad there, um, Rob. You know, I, I really can't think of a. I don't know if Barry will agree. If there's like a, an obvious hole now in the Celtic team, where you really see that might cost us if we don't address this in this window between now and the end of the season. I can't think of one. I think they're really well stocked. So much so that it stays now. They could probably shift out another couple of players I know they've, they've let um, Sean that go and loan to uh, to Motherwell mm-hmm. and, and, and one or two others so uh, yeah I think they've they've recruited well and even going by what the manager said there you know he said it was important to get him in quickly O'Reilly it just means now he can go and slip in I mean it sounds to me as if at some stage Matt O'Reilly's going to have a have a role to play at the end of the drill tomorrow Yeah well he, this was this was the manager today on, on that prospect of, of being included uh, tomorrow He's ready to play, yeah. He played last week, so, you know, I don't think anything's changed in the last three or four days. So, uh, yeah, he's ready to play, but that doesn't mean, you know, he's he's going to be playing straight away. Um, we've made, um, you know, some some really strategic decisions to, to bolster up our squad early in, in the window because we knew that, um, you know, this time would come where either, you know, our injured players didn't come back on schedule or we were going to have absences during the internationals that, you know, we had a strong uh, squad robust enough to deal with what's ahead and, and that's what we've got. Barry, are your preparations more on just what Celtic's shape and style is, the way they play, rather than 
the individuals are actually going to start because that's probably a bit of a guessing game. Yep, when he has changed the um, personnel and they start eleven, Rob, they, they, they play the same way. Um, so it's the style of play that we we have to go and try and come up with a solution to try and stop them. Um, dominating us uh, the way that he wants his team to move, he wants opposi- opposition to move with them to create space for the the wide players and the, the midfield players. So. Whatever personnel he picks tomorrow, Celtic will still play the same way. Um, and you've seen that over the course of the season when he makes changes. And in terms of the squad, you just say it's about Goog- uh, a lot of people will be Googling. I was I Googled Matt O'Reilly and had a look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks a decent player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read an interview uh, today, Stevie Evans, the manager, um, Scottish manager down in England, he raved about him. Right. He says he could go to the, the top level. And the clips that I've seen of him, albeit it's only five or six minutes, it looks like he's got a um, a quality left peg. Um, so that could be a, a good bit of business. And in terms of Celtic as a squad, they've got probably two people for each position now. And that's what you want as a manager. You want competition for places. That means training's going to be top level. People are desperate to get into the starting eleven, And that's what he's done since he's come in. Similar to what Rangers have got, they've got two players for each position now. Celtic at the start of the season didn't have that now they're beginning to get that Liam are you expecting Celtic to win tomorrow evening in style or is any win a good win in this uh, in the Scottish Cup in a tie like this and you really just want your your name in the draw for the last 16 I mean yeah I think that's the most important uh, thing uh, about tomorrow is just getting your name into that next round Um, taking nothing away from Harla it's definitely going to be a tough game but Hopefully these boys can show what they're made of and can get the win. Do you want to give us a score prediction that's not going to upset Barry Ferguson? Without upset them, uh, maybe three 0 Does that upset you, Barry? Yeah, that's upset. Me. Right, he's upset. <laughs> what have you done? We've got we've got an hour and twenty minutes still Too to go. Three 0 for who? <laughs> yeah, three 0 for who exactly? <laughs> um, good to have you on the show, Liam. Thanks for your call. Thanks very much. Cheers, Liam. Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Friday night on the Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Rob McLean at your service. And you know the number to ring if you want to join us uh, for a little bit of football chat, talking football. That's what we do. 0808 17 17 700 on the socials at Go Football Show. If you want to ask us anything or if you want to tell us something, uh, maybe more to the point, it, it is Rangers against Sterling Albion, 7.45 tonight. In the Scottish Cup on the back of uh, Hibs really struggling last night against Cove Rangers from League One. Um, eventually extra time sorted all out, 112 minutes when Kevin Nisbet uh, got the ball in the back of the net just as I think everybody in the ground was thinking penalties. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be as tight tonight. Uh, Rangers won the title for the first time in 10 years last season. But they were disappointing in the cup competitions. Oh, I think it's very important because it's the shortest game to to win a major prize. So in in that perspective, we do everything to win this cup. I think every prize, as I said before, every prize you play for, you have to go with the same intention and the same intensity as you always have. Because, uh, you know, you want to... You want to play finals. I had it as a as a player. I have the same feeling as a coach. So we have to make sure we are able to uh, to win another major prize for this for this club. 
It's a big night. It could be a scary night for uh, Sterling Albion from League Two at Ibrox. Uh, Darren Young is their recently installed manager, and he was on last night's show talking about opportunities. Yeah, of course, uh, I mean, for me, there's a lot, of, a lot of players. There's quite a few of the, the younger ones have still got the opportunity to kind of go showcase their talents, and I think they're kind of good enough to be going up to a higher level, maybe back into full-time football. So it's a great opportunity for them, great for the club, uh, great for the chairman, but. Uh, the, the money side of things uh, hopefully there will be 35 40,000 there uh, and can I make the most of that because games like this away from home on TV it's, it's great for these clubs of this size it kind of keeps us going for a few years but for the players and the fans point of view it's, it's brilliant to have this opportunity to go and play Ibrox and the atmosphere and the crowd and just go enjoy yourself and give it your all The Rangers fans Barry will be desperate for some cup success this season Yeah 100% after what happened in the semi-final of the League Cup um, I think the Rangers fans fully expected them to be into the final that didn't happen now listen the leagues are bread and butter but Scottish Cup you heard Giovanni um, speaking there um, I think they'll go full tilt tonight I think they may maybe make a couple of changes two or three changes Rob but it'll still be a very strong 11 with a strong bench um, to make sure they get into the next round he did his media conference yesterday, Giovanni van Bronckhorst, um, and there are a couple of names he mentioned who will be expecting, I would imagine, to see in that team tonight. No, we don't have any major concerns. Just some some stiffness, but uh, physically we were uh, we were okay after the game. Kramar will be involved tomorrow, as is uh, Leon Balagun. For Ryan, is 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 too early. Arfield trained uh, a little bit with the team today. So hopefully he will uh, join us uh, beginning of next week. Steve Davis, uh, hopefully somewhere as well next week. I think that's uh, an important uh, name uh, mentioned in the course of that 25 seconds from the Rangers manager, Mark. Kemar Roof yeah. is back on the scene and they're going to need him, aren't they, with Alfredo Morales heading off uh, on international duty with Colombia? Yeah, Alfredo Morales has got his, his international call-up. So um, you know it's an important um, run of games coming up. Rangers obviously done more so than the one at Celtic Park on February the second, um, and uh, you know at the moment it's all pointing towards Kemar Roof uh, leading the line um, that night. The Rob is there any way that he can be involved with Jamaica during this period as well? It, yeah, I think there is there is so, that possibility. Yeah, yeah, so, that. so we don't know what's going to happen. I think you know, but the middle of next week it should all be cleared up one way or another. Once you know, Ange Postecoglou and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst both know international squads that have been named that may well uh, have an effect on on their squad for forthcoming games I think the only certainties that we know just now unless I'm mistaken is Alfredo Morelos with Colombia and Tom Rogic with Australia the, yep. the rest we don't know there's no. been no confirmation so at the moment Kemar Roof is going to be leading the line he's got all the quality to do so Rob I think he's a terrific player been hampered uh, by injuries during his time um, at Rangers but he has chipped in with some um, important goals and I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be keen to I'd imagine he'll, he'll start tonight and go and get him involved and go and try to get him you know a couple of goals to, to, to go and build up some momentum Yeah Jamaica have uh, three games from the 28th of January to the 3rd of February so if, if he is in that squad he's out of it and I guess Barry he would be the man you would want in the absence of Morelos to, to play number 9 in that game 100% for me in my opinion he's a top player my only issue is and I think a lot of Rangers fans will think the same way. Keeps picking up niggly injuries, Rob. He'll go and he'll play three or four or five games. Then he'll be missing for three or four. Um, so that that's the only worry. In terms of his quality, you've seen it when he's played. He scored some important goals, but his all-round play, he's a really good footballer, intelligent. 
forward player can play anywhere in the front three. Um, so you've just mentioned there Jamaica having games. Um, I'm sure Gio will be hoping that he's not called up to that. Um, but listen, he has played with Jamaica. There's a real opportunity that happened. But the main thing for for uh, Kemar Roof is making sure you get game time, get back to full fitness because it's it's two stop start for me. But again, as I said, I think he's got all the qualities and especially with Morelos away with Colombia. Um, Kemar Roof coming back from injury, Cedric Eaton coming back on loan. It's an opportunity for these two guys to go and show that it's not just all about Morelos. These two have got a key um, part to play in the season. But every name that gets mentioned uh, who's potentially or definitely missing that old firm game, we're edging ever closer, Mark, to the possibility of a push for a postponement. Yeah, well, I think it'll be a lot clearer, Paul, um, Rob, by the, mid- the middle of next week. And um, you, I forgot about Cedric Eaton being recalled and loan. Fashion Sakala, um, you know, as well. Okay, I think it's maybe a wee bit early to say he could go and start and, and, and go and take care of a, an old firm game, but he can certainly make an impression if need be, you know, for 20, 25 minutes. So, um, but it would be a blow to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst if Kimar Roof was all, also called up and Morelos and Roof are the only two. That that would be that would be a sore one yeah. um, for them. But as I say, we're guessing, we're absolutely guessing just now. But it will be clearer by what Wednesday, Thursday next week. Yeah, it's can I just met? It's a worry about Ryan Jack. I heard Gio talking mm-hmm. about the players who are coming back. Ryan still no even on the the training ground. Because um, listen, about six or seven weeks ago, I think everybody was delighted that he was back mm-hmm. training. He came on and got a few minutes, and obviously he suffered a setback and. That'll be a worry to mm-hmm. the Rangers fans because for me, to be honest with you, you know, I've spoken about this a number of times, Rob. Ryan Jack's turned into such an important player for Rangers um, and he's been a huge loss, albeit Rangers are really strong in that central midfield area. For me, Ryan Jack's one of the main players. Um, so just hopefully in time, he gets back um, to doing what he does best and that's playing on the, the football pitch. Mark just mentioned a guessing game at the moment in terms of uh, what might happen with players not available uh, for Rangers and for Celtic and I guess with Ryan Jack we're, we're looking in from the outside and we're playing a bit of a guessing game as well but, it, but it's worrying isn't it because of his injury record yeah. and the fact that he's broken down again. It is and it's a shame because he is such a good player and he's got so much to offer because of injury, he missed out in the, the, the climax to the season and winning the title with Rangers. He missed out in the Euros with Scotland after becoming an integral part of Steve Clark's squad. And it's a bit the guts of a year now, isn't it? Yep. Um, and, um, you know, it's almost as if they just can't get to the bottom of it or, or they can't, the right treatment or he's not responding to the right treatment. I don't know, but you, you just feel for the boy because it's a shame. He's, he's such a good player. I think that um, he would be the next Rangers captain after James 100%. Tavernier. Um, you know, I think he's got the, the makings of that. I think he's got the respect to the, of the club, of the dressing room. And uh, he's a quality performer on the pitch, but he just needs to get back out um, on the pitch. Robin, again, just to repeat myself, you feel sorry for him because he's got so much to offer. More to come from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst talking about Aribo and Morelos missing for the old firm game. Uh, we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu as well talking about uh, the absence of Tom Rogic on the Celtic side and we wait to find out who's going to be in the Japanese squad upcoming. We have some breaking news uh, as we come up towards the, the news at six on the show and it is that uh, Dundee have announced the pre-contract signing 
of Partick Thistle striker Zach Rudden, uh, who had a to Spent time at Rangers, of course. He will sign a deal until 2025 when his contract at Thistle expires in the summer. It's an interesting one, that, isn't it? Because um, Dundee would want him right now, ideally, yeah. if they're to survive in the Premiership. But Patrick Thistle want, want him to stay because they're looking for promotion. Yep, exactly. Um, in terms of Zach, uh, Zach Rudden, he's um, obviously been a, a main player, no doubt about it, for Patrick Thistle. Scored goals, seen him a couple of times, and he's, he's looked to part there was a number of clubs I think St Johnson were one of the clubs that were interested in him Mother were interested in him now Dundee's eventually done it but now you've seen that he's signed a pre-contract the next 10 days you're going to see him going up there I, I think Patrick Thistle would want to keep him but if somebody has signed elsewhere yeah. they might look at it and think Do you know what we're better getting something in and going reinvesting that into the squad but certainly he's earned his move because he's, he's took a drop down scored goals when you score goals at championship level the Premier League clubs are always going to look at you and, and Dundee have took that, that I wouldn't say a chance, they've went and, and, and got them. And I've seen that Jason Cummins obviously has departed, he's mm-hmm. away across to Australia. So a, a decent signing for Dundee because um, yeah. that's one thing they need, they, they lack, Rob, they lack goals in the team and they're hopeful that Zach Rudden will, will bring that. He's been really good, hasn't he, for Park Thistle? And maybe if you're Dundee, you would throw money at it uh, to get this one through during the, the Jan- January window uh, with them looking pretty precariously poised Rob, Rob, at the want, bottom end of the Premiership. James McPeak will want that for Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Dundee go to St Johnston. Yeah. Wednesday night, bottom of the table clash. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, um, Killing Sheridan's injured. Jason Cummins is away, as, as Barry said. And I'm not quite sure what the story is with Lee Griffiths, mm-hmm. if he's still training at Dundee. Um, or whatever so the thing is Zach Rodden's been playing every week albeit at a division down but I would imagine James McPate will be urging his board if they can to go and try and settle a fee with him and also as well as we discussed with John Suter earlier in the week I'd imagine that James McPate wouldn't want Zach Rodden playing tomorrow for Partick Thistle in the Scottish yeah. Cup if it's going to um, cup tie him so I'd imagine Dundee will be pulling out all the stops to, to make that happen in the next three or four days. News about Kyle Lafferty uh, and a transfer move, yet another transfer move for him. That's all on the way in the second hour. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Well, that was a quick 60 minutes and here we go into the second hour of the Go Radio Football Show on a Friday. We are ready into the Scottish Cup weekend with that uh, extra time win for Hibs against Cove Rangers. Uh, last night, we have another uh, League One team in action in the final game of tomorrow's uh, selection from the Scottish Cup, and that is Barry's Alloa against Celtic at half past five. The games all kick off with uh, Ochenleck Talbot against Hearts. That's half past 12, and maybe that one has Cup Shock written all over it. When you remember, Mark, what happened uh, for Hearts against Brora last season. 
Yeah, uh, you know that that uh, led to a lot of distress for for Robbie Nielsen. Led to a number of Hearts fans calling for Robbie's head, even though they were they were pushing towards winning the the, the championship uh, that season to get promotion. And I think we've said a few times in the show, credit to him for the way how many staff and his players got together, got off to a flyer, beating Celtic at Tynecastle opening league day of the season. And they've never really looked back. I watched them um, the other night, you know, really attractive in the eye, good to watch. Um, credit to Anne Budge and the board for, for backing Robbie as well. You know, they've given him a, a real healthy budget to work with and, and, and he spent it um, wisely. But, you know, going down to York and Lake tomorrow, I think Hearts will have more than enough to win that game but don't, but they'll need the right attitude and the right work ethic. We've got all the talent there, but you need to go and roll your sleeves up, crowd right on top of you, live in the telly, and you don't want to give Auchinleck a glimmer of hope. I, mean, I think Auchinleck knocked out at United um, mm. a couple of years ago. Knocked out Hamilton in the last round. So um, Tommy Sloan mm. has been around the block for, for years. He knows how to win a cup tie. That's for sure. So it's a cracking game tomorrow. I'd expect Hearts to win. Yeah, I was at that game, at that, that cup time when they beat Air United. Yeah. It's just an amazing atmosphere. Um, once they get build up ahead of Steam and Lake Talbot, they take a bit of stopping. They like a cup shock. Uh, and I wonder if Kelty Hearts, your old team barrier, fancying a cup shock tomorrow, uh, they're at home to St Johnston. Yeah, I, I'm sure they're obviously flying high in, in League Two. Uh, Tom was doing a, a fantastic um, a fantastic job. Ah, he inherited there. a great squad, though, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he's only made a couple of changes. But anyway, he's, he's <laughs> listening there at home. I was I was saying to Mark, New Central Park, it's really tight. But the surface is really good. The AstroTurf is one of the better AstroTurfs um, about. Um, and as I said, St. Johnson, obviously nine uh, defeats in a row. I'm sure um, the Kelty players and the Kelty manager will be, be confident in that, uh, as I said, because St. Johnson are, are struggling for confidence. Um so I, I'm sure that that's one of the games you look at. If you look at the fixture list, you look and think that is a banana skin. That one because uh, Kelly have got players. In my opinion, should be playing full time and mm-hmm. should be playing two levels above at least. So St Johnson will be in for a tough one again. If they go down and they're no bang on their game, they're no at hundred percent. For me. There's only going to be one outcome, and I think Kelty could win that. They've got the the winning habit, Kelty Hearts, yeah. and and you can say the same about Cove Rangers last mm. night against Hibs. Uh, they'd won nine on the bounce. They were unbeaten in fifteen going into that game at East Road, and it was really tough. It took 112 minutes for them to find a goal mark. Yeah, I mean, I think the likes of um, you know for for Barry's team for Allah tomorrow, for Kelty Hearts. Um, tomorrow you know even like, like Auchin Lake and stuff that, that, what happened last night will give those clubs hope and you're right Rob it's a great point that you make um, Kelty Hearts are used to being on the front foot um, every week you know they're winning most times they're scoring goals um, oh, the 2-2 draw last weekend there were two goals up whereas St John's has been kind of back to the walls I'm just trying to find that wee spark to, to, to turn their season um, around St John's I'm sure will feel that tomorrow can be the day um, that they do that but, but as Barry said, um, you know, you could argue that Kelty Hearts probably have as close to a championship squad yeah. than, than a League Two squad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it looks like Premiership against League Two. But really, when you assess the squads, it's like Premiership against Championship against a team that's used to winning a full house. It was just over two thousand there. It's a sellout. It's going to be a cracker. I don't know, Barry. Is, is it pitch tight? Is it is it right on, on, on very top? narrow? Yeah, so, very very narrow. Um, one of the, the the tightest pitch 
one of the tightest pitches, should I say, in the football league. So St Johnson, um, Callum will know it. We played them in the Betfred Cup yeah. when when I was at Kelty, mm-hmm. um, just over a, a season a bit ago, um, and the beat us two one. It was a, a real close encounter. Um, so Callum will know the situation. Tight stadium, tight pitch, artificial surface. But what I will say about the artificial surface, it's a really good artificial surface. But it's a place that you don't really want to be going to, obviously, when you're you're going through a tough time. And as you say, as Kelly are free scoring. They've got four or five players. Nathan Austin is a goal machine. He should be playing championship level. Callum Higginbottom, Joe Cardo, Michael Tidsder. I could go on and on. So they've got a number of players who who should be playing at a higher level but choose uh, have chosen to go to Kelty uh, for a number of reasons. So Callum will know himself what he's going to be going into and he just ne- needs to make sure that he needs to be into his players before that game because for me, Kelty will know sit back, they'll go for them. Uh, you think that St Johnson, the cup holders, Rob, and mm-hmm. we've been talking about, about Kelty and what they've got, but you look at St Johnson from Xander Clark and goals to, to Liam Gordon, to Murray Davison, to Nadia, Chifty, you know, to, to Chris Kane, there, there's there's lots of quality in that St Johnson team. They've just not been getting results. Confidence will be a wee bit low, but you would imagine that if you can relive the glories of the cup, what got them the success mm-hmm. last season, defending that tomorrow, I think St Johnson will have the real bit between their teeth tomorrow, and I'd expect them to go and win I, the game. I think if you ask Callum, I think you'll be happy that it's cup competition, mm-hmm. a break for the league, because it's obviously been a tough time for him and sometimes this is the game that maybe kickstart your season as Mark just mentioned there cup holders yeah. um, just take the pressure away for the league situation they can focus it's, it's the cup obviously they're going to a, a lower league team but albeit a lower league team who are flying high at this moment in time so it can work both ways but as I said St Johnson need to be on it if they're not on it it'll be a, a tough day for them it's one of those games, isn't it, that, that we'll know a lot from the first 20, 25 minutes of it because if St. Johnson can get a couple of goals, that's probably it. That's probably job done at that stage if they stamp their authority on it. If they go through a sticky opening spell and it's nil-nil midway through the first half, then, you know, Kelty Hearts will begin to sense that the cup shock is on for them. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's okay shaped up like a, kind of a boxing match. Who's going to dominate the centre ring? Who's going to get in there and, and push the opponent? back towards the ropes and Barry expects um, Kelty to come out flying on the front foot trying to take the game to, to St Johnson whereas I'm sure Callum Davison will be imposing on his players let's not allow that to happen let's not even think about going a goal down or giving them any encouragement let us go on the front foot we are the holders we are the full time team we have got the better players let's go and show that and take the game to Kelty Hearts as quickly as possible but something has to give somewhere there well Matt just mentioned five or six St Johnson players good quality players yeah. I still look at I, I, I still think St Johnson will come through this sticky patch I still look at their squad drop still look at the players they've got they've still got good quality he's made a few signings he's trying to beef the squad up um, and they've got a great manager yeah listen yeah, some of the, the the stick that Callum's been getting I think it's way over the top listen nine games um, nine defeats sorry I should say yeah it doesn't look great people have got short memories look what that guy done for that club last year mm. he's just going through a tough time just need people to stick behind him and listen he'll come through it there's no doubt in my mind about that because he's a very good manager and he's got very good players they're just short in confidence and as I said sometimes they just need that scrappy 
1-0 where it comes off somebody's shin or backside mm-hmm. and it goes in and then once they get that I'm sure they'll kick on and I do hear what you're saying Mark as well about that the potential for that inspirational team talk before the game about you know this is the first step on what could be another glory run back to Hamden to to do what we did last season yeah I mean you, you look at St Johnson's run going to Ibrox the drama of that night the penalty shootout Xander Clark getting involved in the last minute uh, equaliser beating St Mirren Hammed in the semi-final the, the, the fantastic free kick from Glenn Middleton there's another quality player that's available mm-hmm. to play for St Johnson tomorrow and then obviously the, the big win against um, Hibs in the final Sean Rooney getting the goal St Johnson very much going into that game as underdogs ravaged by Covid and, and the build up to it to the players um, and the staff so they will see tomorrow as being a spark I mean, Barry's absolutely right get away from the league you know the, the, the league's been horrible in, in the past two months but this is a chance to go and kick on for for example Nadir Chiefchi to get up and running to get in the score sheet maybe for Xander Clark in the defence to keep a clean sheet and then just as importantly as we mentioned earlier for Dundee try to get um, try to get Zach Rudden in the door yeah. at St Johnson v Dundee um, St Johnson at the bottom of the table need to win that game um, on Wednesday night in the league so it's two two massive games in the space of four or five days One deal which has been done today is the return of Kyle Lafferty to Kilmarnock they're at home to Dundee United in the Cup uh, tomorrow that could be quite uh, a cup tie as well Kyle Lafferty talking about unfinished business of course when he was uh, with Kilmarnock last season he scored 13 goals in 13 games it was a terrific run of form and it wasn't enough though to save Killy from the drop uh, now he's back there looking to get them back into the Premiership. Uh, the presence of Derek McInnes, you would imagine his manager, has played a big part in his decision. He's quoted on the Killy website saying, it's a great feeling to be back. I feel of unfinished business. The last time I played here, we were relegated, which was a low point in my career. So to get the opportunity to uh, fix that and get Killy promoted back to the Premiership is something uh, that I'm excited about. Lafferty says I'm a huge admirer of Derek and his work at Aberdeen and getting the chance to work with him is really exciting where he wants to take the club. Uh, Derek McInnes himself said I'm delighted to get Kyle on board and I think he'll give us personality, presence and experience. Uh, we're looking for added goal threat and Kyle has been here before and he's done well before. So Kyle Lafferty, uh, at Kilmarnock and it, and it's and it's been a signing spree hasn't it for, for Derek um, but but this could be a significant one Barry Yep they've certainly backed him since he's been appointed Rob no doubt about that in terms of Kyle Lafferty I was surprised at the end of the season obviously they get relegated that Kilmarnock didn't put uh, pull out all the stops to try and keep Lafferty you've mm-hmm. just said about his goal scoring exploits last season he scored a number of goals he was so important to them albeit they get relegated he decided to move to Cyprus obviously it's no what I don't know how many clubs now Kyle's had over the I was going to ask you a list them, but we're, we're only on till 7 <laughs> yeah about 12 or 13 clubs um, correct me if I'm wrong there but roughly it's round about mm-hmm. that but a good signing he's good experience now I, I worked with him when he was young when he came to Rangers I played alongside him when we signed him for Burnley he was very raw but you could see there was a player in there, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. He could um, do things in training, some silly things in training, don't get me wrong, but then he would pull a worldy um, strike out the out his back pocket um, at any stage in, in training. So I think it's a good bit of business for Derek. As I said, he's, he's got good experience. He knows where the back of the net is. He's a physical presence and he's a good guy to have in the dressing room as well. He's a bubbly character. Um, he's up for a laugh and a joke. Um, but also he's got that experience and that know-how of doing the hardest 
thing in the game and that's scoring goals. I think as well that he's bubbly, but I think he's got the potential to be problematic as well and that's where Derek McInnes, Derek will leave him in absolutely no doubt that there's no messing around. You're focused on your job. Yes, be bubbly we have, but be focused and be concentrated um, on your job. Because I think when he left come out of the last end, it turned into a war of words, Raw between him and the club about a contract after it was there that possibly wasn't there and how much he got offered or how much he didn't get offered. It kind of got a wee bit messy um, at the end. But he's gone back there, identified him as somebody that can do a job. I mean, you look at exactly what Barry's talking about, the talent that he does possess now. He's not a, he's not a kid, he's a seasoned pro. That at that level in the championship, he could actually be the difference and take Kilmarnock up to, to, to go and win in that title. There's, there's sometimes when you look at a player like, like Kyle, he looks settled, albeit I know they get relegated and they had a tough season, but he was a talisman mm -hmm. at Kilmarnock. It worked. Yep, it did work. I just thought it was a real good fit, both of them. Kyle was good for Kilmarnock and Kilmarnock was good for Kyle. Um, and I was just surprised, as I said, that they didn't try or they couldn't come to an agreement on a a new contract but listen he's went away and he's come back and I think it's a good bit of business for Derek it's um, he could be the the main reason that they maybe go straight up and win that league yeah it's the fourth signing in quick time for, for Derek McInnes at Kilmarnock he, he signed Ash Taylor the, the former Aberdeen defender he's reunited with him at a rugby park uh, Dan Mackay ex-Inverness striker on loan from Hibs uh, Dylan Tate who made such a big impression at Wraith Rovers uh, he he's he signed for Hibs and, and he's been loaned to Kilmarnock. It's a, it sounds like a real statement of intent, doesn't it, from Derek McInnes about getting doing what he said when he walked in the door, which was getting that top spot and getting automatic promotion. Yeah, well, he, well, he's he's a Premier League manager, Derek. He doesn't want to be in the Championship next season, um, and he knows that he, that he has to get Kilmarnock up. I think it's also a good credit. We've always known, and I think you know, that Billy Bowie and the Kilmarnock board are good people to work for. They try their very best. They put their heart and soul into the club. They're commandant supporters, and they want to be back in that top flight. So, um, it's a credit to to them that they've backed uh, Derek so far. So as you say, four signings, good quality for the championship in the space of ten days or so. Um, so you know, and I've got a big cup tie tomorrow as well. I think that's one of the the highlights of the the program tomorrow. The fourteen um, games, and it's commandant against Dundee United at, at Rugby Park. But obviously, the league is a, is a priority uh, for Derek, and is is clear. There's no messing about, not even thinking about playoffs. It's let's get up as champions, let's relax and prepare for the new season, get some good players in um, during the summer. Um, so they're, they're looking as though they're building towards be, becoming champions. It's, it's that, that's a good signing. See the boy yeah. Dylan Tate. Uh -huh. um, seen him a, a few times at Wraith Rovers uh, and obviously seen that Hibs had took him back. I thought he was going to maybe get an opportunity at, at Hibs. Mm -hmm. So... How will Wraith Rovers feel about, about that? that? I yeah. think they'll be a wee bit aggrieved because um, they lost him because he was a big part of their, their team. John mm -hmm. McGlynn, he was a, ever present under John McGlynn. So I think they were thinking that he was going back to go and try and fight to get into the, the hub starting 11. Um, but that's a great bit of business as, that, as well, sorry, for Derek bringing Dylan Tate because he's one that I think could have a bright future. He's a good, good footballer, the boy. We speak a lot about the, how the, this 
transfer window could have an impact on the on the Premiership title race, but it could have a massive impact as well. What's happening right now um, when you hear that that Kilmarnock are really manning up in terms of who they're bringing into the squad, the prospect of Park Thistle losing Zach Rudden if Dundee managed to turn a pre-contract into a permanent deal, or both have lost a couple of loan players that they had that went back to their parent clubs. Th- this transfer window could be having a big impact on 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 who does get across the finishing line for for that automatic promotion back to the top flight mark yeah there's no doubt about that um, Robin there's what 10 days to go mm-hmm. um, and so there could be many more um, twists and turns but yeah I think John McLean will be particularly um, aggrieved at, at losing out um, on Tate but look that's business uh, you've just got to go on with it um, Commander I've no doubt made Hibs a good offer and um, Hibs feel that, that that's a, the best place for the, the fella to go for the second half of the season um, but it's a really good title race going on there and, and for the playoffs um, as well and then it's who's going to finish second bottom in the Premiership and um, whoever finishes there and whoever finishes the playoff um, you look at Dundee getting up the Championship team the odds are stacked against them Dundee beat Kelly last season to, yeah. to get up so yeah. Yeah, it's got the makings of a cracker middle end to me it's brilliant you're talking about the Championship and you're mentioning Arbroath part time team mm-hmm. what what <laughs> Like uh, they they get beat a couple of weeks ago down at Somerset Park one mm-hmm. 0 and you're thinking ah, that's it they'll start to fall fall away. You were at the game last yeah. week. Wraith Rovers for me one of the strongest teams in the championship. They go to starts parting and beat them two one. Yeah, and that's them missing or two or three of their players yeah. getting sent back to their parent club. Yeah. So what a job um, that Campbell's done there. Yeah, they were missing Newbley and Dowds who've gone back and M- Michael McKenna who who's there top goal scorer yep. as well and still they came back from a goal down uh, to win it really is a fascinating uh, title race that one but it's Scottish Cup weekend and we're focusing very much on that between now and seven The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go 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 Sad news today, uh, nothing to do with the Go Radio football show, of course, but uh, the passing of Meatloaf uh, died at the age of 74. Um, was that maybe part of your karaoke routine? No, Mark, would no, you have no. Bat out of hell? I was not no. Paradise no. by the dashboard lights? No, listen, I, I like them, but no, I always found the Meatloaf songs a wee bit too long for the karaoke, Rob, and you know, usually by popular ah. demand that the, the crowd would be... You'd be getting shouted down by that stage. I think we, we knew, remember, I think, one of the BBC nights out more than 20 years ago we duetted in Angels Robbie Williams remember that Rob? I do yeah, I, 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 I do indeed oh, yeah. I'd love to have seen that I'd love to have seen <laughs> that. the harmonies were murder <laughs> let me tell you I can, a beautiful I can, dark hair at the time and that just had a wee quip <laughs> yeah. brilliant yeah. Oh. I think we managed to empty the room pretty successfully uh, that night as I recall uh, we're looking ahead to the Scottish Cup weekend we've had Hibs struggling to beat Cove Rangers last night it took extra time to get that 112th minute goal for Kevin Nisbet it's the turn of Rangers tonight against Stirling Albion and uh, squad rotation here's Giovanni van Bronckhorst yeah I think it's a, it's a chance for me uh, of course to uh, rotate my squad a little bit I think it's always nice when you are able to do that also the chance for uh, giving players minutes who, who need them or they come back from injury or didn't play as much the last weeks or the last months and yeah for me it's an opportunity to, uh, to use more players what are you thinking Barry we'll get that team news uh, pretty shortly what are you expecting for Rangers it sounds 
uh, what Gio is, is saying there he is going to make a, a number of changes now I think it was away from home it would be a wee bit different so Rangers at home I think they're going to still dominate no being disrespectful to still in Albion but I can see him making a a good four or five changes or even more than that Rob um, to give people minutes um, he's obviously since he's been in he's not made a lot of changes if you go and look at all the teams that he's put yeah. out it's been pretty much the same team week in week out he's not made too many changes so it'll be an opportunity for him to see them in the flesh on the pitch against opposition albeit lower opposition but I think still in Albion will come and they'll Again, they'll do similar to what we're going to do tomorrow. They'll try and sit behind the ball and try and frustrate. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what setup he goes with and what personnel he goes with. Are we expecting the parking of a Stirling Albion bus tonight, Mark? Yeah, it could be the full double decker. Could be the full, <laughs> the full bit. Look, um, Stirling Albion will do what they think's best to try and get a result. We always say every manager will tell you when you're going to when you're the, the, the heavy underdog, you know, try and keep the fans quiet, try and frustrate them, try and keep it tight for twenty minutes. But that that's easier said than done. I mean, as Barry said, Rangers are at home, the big crowd at Ibrooks, they'll be looking to bounce back from the disappointment of Tuesday night and get themselves going again ahead of the midweek fixtures in the league at home in Livingston. Um so uh he'll make changes, but when you think of the the injuries that stayed as well. You know, there's four or five guys out injured that, that he mentioned, so he won't have he won't have too many to make. But you can see maybe Sakala, Lundstrom. I think we seen Balligan ready to go. Balligan's yeah. ready to um, go. Play. Kamara's back in. Kamara. So you can see guys like that coming in, and they're still quality players. It's not as not as always we said earlier about Celtic. It's not as though you're weakening the team. You're you're just having a a, a tweak here and there. Rangers still smarting, of course, from uh, losing in the semi-finals of the League Cup. It was a Martin Boyle hat-trick. It was his last goals for Hibs, believe it or not. Uh, he is on the way to Saudi Arabia now in that uh, multi-million pound move. Um, but that was Jack Ross, of course, in charge of Hibs at the semi-final stage, uh, taking care of Rangers in the semi-final. And of course, he'd gone by the time Hibs played the final and lost to Celtic. Jack Ross, uh, looking for a new job at the moment, of course, uh, was on the show last night with Paul and co. And he did confess that he couldn't bear to watch that final. Um, yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't watch it at all, to be honest. Um, yeah. uh, it was. A, it was actually. It was quite. Yeah, it was a difficult afternoon for me because um, I think I was. You know, I formed such a close bond with players and staff, and uh, naturally, I wanted them <coughs> to go and be successful. And, I, and you know, I think it was important. I, I had the privilege of managing a brilliant club for a couple of years, and so I've been determined to try and bring success to the club. And I think we had done that in relative terms. So it was a difficult afternoon. Um, chose not to watch it. Um, in truth quite pleased when the game was over um, one way or another I think that allowed me to move on a little bit as well so no um, yeah made the decision not to watch the game He sounds quite emotional there Barry and you can understand why Yep and I totally totally get where he's coming from I, I, I still believe it was harsh the sacking mm -hmm. um, a week before the cup final albeit I think it was it four points out of 27 was it something like that Yeah the league form was yeah, miserable form, yes but, on the other hand, I always go back, look what he'd done previously. He'd finished third in the league mm -hmm. the previous season. He got them to cup finals. So I, I still believe it was really hard and harsh on Jack Ross and I totally get where he struggled to go and watch his former team where he just mentioned there. He, he formed a close bond with probably every player. And the do. staff as well. And the staff. So I totally get where he's coming from. He's probably just 
when that game's went on, he's probably put his jacket on or whatever, went away out a walk. That's the, the best thing to do. And I would probably have done, no, probably, I would have done the same thing as well. Um, but I go back to it, still believe it was it was hard on him because I still thought he had uh, more to give Hibs because he is a top manager. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind about that. And, um, and, and it's, hit him, it's hit him hard. Yeah. There's no doubt. You can hear. Oh, yeah. You can hear what he's saying there. He's still disappointed and he'll still hurt until he gets back into football. Yeah, and you'd have thought, Mark, that he'd built up a lot of credit to maybe get that little bit longer to to sort things out. He, you know, he he would argue he deserved that. Oh, and he's right to argue that he, he did deserve to to see his team into the cup final to lead them out at Hamden. I could have possibly understood that the, the sacking of Hibs were flirting with relegation. We almost think, all oh, right, okay, hold on. You know, we were relegated seven eight years ago. Um, we don't want to go through that again. Um, but they weren't, you know. It was like, yeah, he did some good players and made and made signings and been, and been given a healthy budget. But he deserved to be in that that cup final, and I totally get um, where he was coming from. He took cup, Scottish Cup final last season, League Cup final, eh, sorry, League Cup final, semi final last season, and a League Cup final this season, and not to be given the opportunity to lead them out um, against Celtic. But it just shows you it's a brutal business um, management. It's unforgiving. It's ruthless. And at times I don't like it. At times it leaves a really bad taste in the mouth, particularly the way managers are treated. And we're sworn about this in a lot. And that network that's there for that, sorry, lack of support network that is there for managers, particularly in this country. There's a great support network down south in the LMA, but up here leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, the managers are just left on their own. Nobody officially going to talk to you, you know, nothing there to go and speak about things. They don't have a, a mentor programme in place that they have down south. Um, so it's a horrible business management. Barry knows he's been in, in the thick of it for five or six years now. It's a horrible, horrible business. Sir. And just listening to Jack Ross and what happened to him re-emphasises that point. I wonder if there's a job or will there be a job in Scotland to keep Jack Ross here? Because obviously he's got a profile down south. He was he was at Sunderland. Um, so he it may be that, that, uh, that he heads back across the border. I think he's living in, in, the, in, the, the, in Northumberland sort yep. of area at the moment. I believe he's still based down there and he was travelling up, obviously, um, to Edinburgh. But I, I'm sure in time, um, look, you want to see good managers stay in Scotland mm -hmm. and Jack Ross is certainly a good manager. Um, it's just whether um, a, a job will come up that he fancies. Um, but I'm sure in time he, he'll get back in. Um, he'll take a bit of time with his family because, as I said, that, that, that was a sore one. It's, even talking about it, it's still... I, I just think he be, I believe that he deserved um, at least another three or four weeks in the job at the turn of the year and say, right, do you know what? It's clearly no working. We need to change it. Um, but listen, he's, I still think he'll get a job at some stage, It's whether it's in Scotland or, or down south. I think he's gone through a tough time. I mean, you can hear, hear it in his voice uh, how, how emotional he is about it. It's, it's that moment. I mean, sometimes you see the axe coming be, just because it's almost inevitable. But you you would have yeah, yes if you looked at Hibbs recent league results before he got the sack, but but if you go back over his couple of years at the club and all those cup runs, all those Hamden appearances, um, it, it did seem premature, didn't it? Yeah, and he also improved players. Yeah. Robbie got players and worked with them with his staff and improved them. You know, he, he was he was a very conscientious coach, so you know was very aware of that uh, day to day at the Hibs training. Um, base. That's it. I don't think he was naive. I don't think 
yeah, it's always a, a surprise, particularly when you're a week away from a cup final. Um, but I think, you know, he's experienced enough to know that, that the league form wasn't good enough and that the axe would have probably have been hovering. But I think because he had the cup final to go to, he's thinking to himself, surely the owners will allow me to take my team out, allow me to go and have a run at, at, at winning a cup. I mean, you think what happened, they sacked Jack Ross and then within, went into the cup final without a manager. Yeah. Now, had, had they appointed Sean Maloney or whoever, 24 hours later, and given them, then you can say, okay, right, they're giving the new manager a week, 10 days, whatever it is to prepare um, his team, but, but, they, but they didn't. So, you know, that, that was strange in it that was, respect as well. Yeah. Why would you have David Gray in charge and the backroom staff when you wouldn't actually have the guy who had hired the backroom staff and who was running the whole operation. Anyway, it was all a bit of a mystery and a big disappointment for Jack Ross. Let's hope he bounces uh, back soon. Maybe get him in the studio uh, before he takes up another appointment because he's always really good uh, to listen to. Uh, I did say that we were going to hear from Ansh Postacoglu talking about the absence of Tom Rogic. He won't play in the old firm game. He's been so good, hasn't he, for Celtic? Uh, this season but he'll be on uh, international business with Australia but uh, Ange disappointed? Not disappointed I mean he's, he's selected for his national team because he's a hell of a player and uh, I'd be disappointed if he wasn't selected for his national team um, so you know Tom's been an outstanding servant for this football club and he's been a standing servant for, for his national team and he wants them to go to a, I think it's a fourth consecutive World Cup so not disappointed at all uh, like I said I would have been disappointed if he wasn't selected because on form he's been arguably the best player in the competition here and uh, I want him I want to see him do well for, for the national team not just because it's Australia but for all the players who get um, selected I, I'm never disappointed that was Ange talking today at the media conference about the absence of Rogic. We may touch on that before we go, but we have pressing business right now because we have the Rangers starting 11 to face Stirling Albion um, in just over an hour's time. Ibrox in the Scottish Cup, John McLaughlin in goals, James Tavernier, Jack Simpson and Connor Goldson in central defence, Leon Balligan at left back. We've seen him at right back before. We've seen him obviously plenty at centre back. Uh, John Lundstrom in midfield, Yanis Hadji, Brandon Barker, uh, a name back in from the wilderness, you would have to, to say. Uh, Juninho Bakuna plays, uh, Fashion Sakala starts, and Cedric Eaton, Barry, is in that starting lineup as well. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong here, Rob, that's eight changes. Um, yep. And you've just mentioned a player, Brandon Barker, mm-hmm. um, came out of nowhere. I actually um, thought he'd moved on. Yeah. Um, so, I forgot he was there as well. I have to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's. Uh, but l- listen, he did say that he was going to make changes. Um, so it, it's, str- it's still a, a strong team. You look at it. You've got Tavernier, the captain. Um, it will be Golson and Balligan at centre half. Jack Simpson, I think, will come into um, left back. Oh, do you think Simpson at left back, Balligan yep. centre back? Right. Yeah, definitely. And then you'll have a midfield three um, of Lundstrom, Hadji, and Bakuna. And a front three, Barker, Fashion Sakala and Cedric Eaton. I did find myself looking at the, the surname Barker there and thinking, yeah. who, is, yeah. who, is, who is that? And and yeah, you, you do have Your to... Your thought was Ronnie, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Uh, and I was I'm, just looking for a Corbett alongside him. But <laughs> I'm but, interested to see how Eaton's going to play tonight. You know, he's been in loan mm-hmm. in Germany uh, for the first half of the season. So seeing him coming back, he'll uh, be leading the line. Interesting it that uh, the manager's gone for Eaton ahead of Roof. Roof's on the best, but I'm sure he'll get game time uh, tonight. But yeah, I think um, there'll be quite a quite a spotlight 
on um, on Eaton to just to see how he's looking. But yeah. in terms of Brandon Barker, I, I was thinking back there when you mentioned his his name because he's he's not been mentioned all season. No. So you see him. Wait, sorry, was he in loan? Has he been in loan or is he? Been I, at the I club? think he was in loan last season. Yeah, I'm sure that, he was in loan. First half of this season, no, no has he been? Because no. like Jordan Jones, he's was he at Wigan? Something loan or is that permanent? I don't know. But I was just wondering. These if are great Barker questions, Mark. <laughs> I was wondering if Brandon Barker was in loan no, somewhere, so no, he's he just wasn't. been at the club and just yep. not featured. Yeah, yeah, he's not been anywhere near yeah. it by the, by the looks of it. So, so Sims. on the bench for Rangers: McCrory, Bassey, Sands, Wright, Roof, McCann, King, and Lowry. Um, so that there's there's a fair bit of quality on the bench to come on, uh, and let's forget, uh, let's not forget that, that Rangers are playing uh, League Two opposition tonight in Sterling Albion, and and you know what. Um, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is looking for tonight is some of these guys to, to grab an opportunity. Yep, and get some minutes under their belt. But this is an opportunity for these players to go and show the manager, listen, I'm capable. Forget about it, it's still an album. They need to go out and show good qualities. Because um, I know what Gio's, Gio's like. Um, he's got high demands. Mm. Um, and he'll put the demands on the players. So it's an opportunity for these players to go and show that they want to be part a GL squad um, going forward um, but there's a lot of changes a lot more changes than I thought he would have made but you still look at the starting 11 Rob it's still a strong 11 yeah. and it should have more than enough more than enough to um, take care of still in Albion Producer James, who knows everything about everything, has just informed us that uh, Jordan Jones uh, left for Wigan last year. That on a it was a permanent arrangement. Um, and, He's and so he, happy. He's I know he is, isn't he? To be uh, fair, we, we we knew that we were just testing him. And he was also gesturing uh, towards us to to say that uh, Brandon Barker wasn't out on loan in the first half of the season. He'd just been nowhere near the first team. So that is certainly the headline news. Brandon Barker is a starter for Rangers tonight against Stirling Albion. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Yeah, it was a little bit of a head-scratcher when the Rangers team uh, was released there, was announced. Uh, we broke the news to you about how they'll line up uh, tonight in an hour's time against Stirling Albion in the fourth round of the Scottish Cup. It is uh, back in from the cold, back in from the wilderness for Brandon Barker, uh, starting uh, for Rangers uh, tonight. It's been a while. Uh, so it's McLaughlin in goals. It's Tavernier, uh, Goldson, Balligan and Simpson at the back. Lundstrom, Hadji, uh, Bakuna, Barker, uh, Fashion Sakala and uh, Cedric Eaton uh, with McCrory, Bassey, Sands, Wright, Roof, McCann, King, and Lowry on the bench, um, and uh, yeah, I think that's taken us all aback, hasn't it? I thought you were. I thought you were going to have a wee play in words there, Rob. You're saying back in from the. I thought you were going to say back in the. Well, back in. The, I'm trying to say back, <laughs> back in. The in uh, back in from the cold. But it was nah, the. Nah. Aye, that's, that's what I thought you were trying to no, say. Uh, in terms of Barker, it did take me by surprise because um, mm. well, I've I've not heard them all all season. And another player, Bakuna, who Stephen Gerrard um, brought in. He's not really featured um, under under Geo um, Jack Simpson. It looked to me, I mean, he may be he may be going. Yeah, um, he's struggling to, to get some game time. Good to see Balligan coming back in. Obviously, been out injured, uh, been been out injured, um, and it's a great opportunity for Cedric Eaton. That's his first game back. Yeah, I'm sure you'll see him looking really hungry tonight. Well, he should do. Because for me, this is. Um, this is a big four month for Cedric, uh, Cedric Eaton. Mm. He needs to go and show 
that he's got the capabilities to play at Rangers because you've seen flashes you've seen flashes last year some good goals one thing about me works hard Rob mm. um, but this is an opportunity for some of these players to go and showcase their talents and, and show Gio that they, they want to be part or they can be part of the plans going forward Let's give a mention to the Sterling Albion 11 who will uh, feature Ibrox tonight uh, looking to make a name for themselves Blair carrying goals Ross McGeehy Mason Hancock Adam Cummins, Jordan McGregor, uh, Ray Grant, Kieran Moore, Curtis Roberts, Akil Francis, Jack Leach, whose brother Robbie uh, came off the bench for Cove Rangers at Easter Road last night, and Nathan Flanagan. That is uh, Darren Young's team selection to face up to Rangers at uh, Ibrox. Is that Peter Grant's boy? That's oh, it uh, is, yeah, Raymond, boy, yeah. Raymond Grant. That's he was right. at, um, Raymond was at Alloa last yeah, season. That's right, yeah, so he was a member of. I did say we were part, centre mid. Yep. Mm-hmm. I did say we we're going to hear from uh, Giovanni uh, van Bronckhorst as well. Uh, we heard from Ange Postecoglou talking about Tom Rogic, and of course, uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is facing up to the prospect of uh, being without at least Alfredo Morelos, who's away with uh, Colombia for internationals, recalled to the squad, and Joe Rebo, of course, who is still very much involved with Nigeria at the African Cup of Nations. Obviously, you want to have your full squad for every game, and and in this moment, you know, we miss Arebo and. We miss Morelos, so know what what you want, but it's the way it is. You know, if you have uh, international games during during the league, it it always gives you a difficult situation, not only for for me or as a club, but also for players because they're stuck in between playing for their country and for their club. I know what what uh, the club means for for Joe and 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 for Alfredo, but you know. As an international player, I also know how important it is to be successful for your national team. So, you know, it's 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 a battle you can win as a player. As Mark said more than once, um, you know, we are playing a little bit of a guessing game about who uh, in total is going to be missing from that game, uh, which is uh, looming up large on the horizon, maybe about... 10 or 12 days away uh, by uh, my dodgy calculations maybe 12 days away so uh, Aribo outstanding first half of the season Morelis coming back to top form both of them out for Rangers Tom Rogic one of the players of the season so far as well missing for Celtic Barry at this stage Yep in terms of Rangers Joe Aribo and Morelos I think they are probably two players that are first on the team sheet for Gio um, you mentioned Tom Rogic at Celtic Um He's been outstanding for, for Celtic, no mm. doubt about it. So there's three big players. Um, but as Mark mentioned earlier on in the programme, over the next three, four, five days, there could be a number of other players. So it'll be interesting to see if, the, if this old firm game can go ahead in the second of February or will the clubs go and look to try and um, cancel it. What, but, what do we think? What's the gut feeling? Is it going ahead? Or is it I just don't know. Where, I don't know where you put it. Yeah, if you is there a window it. to put it anywhere? I, I'm sure. I, I listened to um, who was it? Neil Doncaster say that when they brought the winter, the winter break forward, there was no other windows of opportunity for games to go ahead. So I'm I'm with Europe. I mm-hmm. don't know where they can put it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see over the next four or five days what actually happens because we don't know with the Japanese players yet. Mm. You mentioned Kamar Roof. Is he going to get called up with, with Jamaica? So there could be a number of players that, that could be missing um, and they won't be going in with their strongest 11s, that for sure. And it would become a, a, a test of squad strength and maybe that's just the way it should be anyway. 
Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it will be worth guessing. But as I said, if I'm a manager and I've I've lost three players, and I think it significantly weakens my chances of winning the game, and there's an avenue to ask for a postponement, I would ask for a postponement. But it might be that that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst or or Ange Postecoglou, a first and foremost, they might not have the the avenue to ask for that postponement. Right now, they don't, mm. so it's not an option. No. Um, so at the moment, Rangers are going without. Uh, Morelos and probably Aribo yep. and Celtic's going without Rodgers that's the, that's the facts as they mm-hmm. yeah. stand just now that might change in the, in the coming three um, or four days but it could well be Giovanni Van Bronckhorst thinks well do you know what I fancy my chances Kemar Roof here. maybe for him as well yeah he might think that if, listen if Eaton looks alright tonight mm-hmm. looks well so I think do you know what I want to play the game I don't want congestion mm-hmm. I want to play the game. I think I can go to Celtic Park and get a positive result. Now that's not necessarily winning the game, but getting a point at Celtic Park would be a great result for Rangers and Postecoglou. Both think that I need to win the game. It's our home game. We haven't beaten Rangers in two years or so in the league. Yeah. So he's thinking, right? What do you want to do? Look, it's interesting. We are guessing now. What's your gut instinct? Gut instinct that will go ahead. You, Barry? Yep. I think. Yeah, go I ahead. think so. I think so too. I um, think it's got to go ahead. Is you just mentioned a minute ago. Yeah. And I mentioned because because if, if you do reschedule it, you, you run the risk of it being putting the old firm game maybe in in a in a spell of four games in a week right. or something to get games played and, and you you've got the old firm game in the midst of all that, which it would be a bit weird. But we will wait and see. Maybe it's uh maybe we are ahead of ourselves and, and it's gonna stay exactly where it is because it has to. Um just skating through some of the cup games, uh, Hibs Beat Cove an extra time last night. Rangers Sterling Albion is now less than an hour away. If you've just joined us, Brandon Barker is starting for Rangers in a much changed team. Ochenlecht Talbot against Hearts. We've spoken about that one already. Lunchtime game tomorrow. May have cup shock written all over it. Aberdeen should take care of Edinburgh City, you would imagine, at Pataudry. Uh, Darvel, uh, who might have a cup shock in them, but they're at our broth, Barry. That could be tough. Yeah, like we were speaking uh, about a broth and the job that, that Dick Campbell's done. Um, but that's a brilliant achievement by Darvel. Um, the level they're playing at, I think it's tier six um, they're in. Um, so yeah. a tough a tough game. But listen, you never know in the cup. You, you see shock results pop up all the time in, in the Scottish Cup. But a broth at this moment in time, team of the year just now. Lee Bullen and uh, Air United uh, tackle St Mirren at uh, Somerset Park. Wraith Rovers are at uh, in the northeast to play Banks of D. Mark, that 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 could be awkward. Yeah, I think that will be awkward, uh, Rob. That'll be an awkward one um, for them. Yeah, and then you look below that Clyde Bank against Annan. You know the Bankies uh, back going to Barton Dundee. Tricky one for James McPayton. These players going down there. Then Kelty against St Johnson. We've, we've touched on quite a bit. Uh, all Premier. Uh, league uh, class which I think Rob is the only all premiership clash um, Livingston Ro- County Livingston Ross County um, Livy a good result um, in midweek and Ross County <coughs> excuse me Ross County as well so that's got the makings of a cracker what about Doogie Imry and Morton at Fir Park against Motherwell what a spell he's having yeah he's he, he's come into the job his first managerial job and he's he's got them winning games of football Rob they were mm. struggling big time um, so fair play scoring to goals scoring yep, lots scoring of goals. goals Yep. so fair play to Doogie he's come in there when they've been struggling he's fired them up the league a, a couple of positions tough place to go Mother had well had a disappointing result of the weekend in the league. So listen, they've got to be going there with confidence. All the pressure's on Mother. 
Partick Thistle against Airdrie Airdrie going well in uh, League One just below looking to get closer to Cove Rangers so that they could be they could be in good form going to the Fir Hill yeah but I mean Ian, Ian Murray's been doing well at Airdrie likewise Ian McCall always has Partick Thistle there or thereabouts and both will want a, a cup run yeah they're doing well in, in the league but they'll want to get a cup run hoping to get through and get a, um, a Rangers or a Celtic Presume that Celtic beat Barry's team um, tomorrow. Oh, but man, they'll on. be looking for a they'll be looking for a, a tasty tie as they all were because once you get past tomorrow, Rob, you're into the last sixteen, and that's where you start to see real you know proper ties. But I have to say, can't believe look, you're writing Alawa off. Look, looking at the fourteen games tomorrow, I think there's some crackers in there. Yeah. You know, sometimes the Scottish Cup, some of the draws, not. But I think tomorrow, it's a belter. There's, there, there, there really a lot of games, a lot of interest, a lot of intrigue, and I think there could be one or two shocks at five o'clock tomorrow. We're wishing you all the best. Uh, are you going to be agonising tonight about what you're going to do? No, no, we've already made a decision. The boys know. Um, they know the team and they know the, the, the tactics. So um, everything's been done. We just need to turn up tomorrow and give it their all. That's all I can ask of them. Barry, good luck and thanks for tonight, Mark, and as guys. well. And uh, that is the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.